This is Family Time 128. We're talking about reading the room, which is really about social awareness. That's our SEL topic we're discussing this week. Kind of taking perspectives and trying to empathize with other people. I'm using the term read the room as sort of a, a general overlook at, at how we pick up how others might be feeling what they might be thinking in a given situation. That's a difficult thing to do. I think of, there's an old car commercial. I don't even remember what car company it was for. But it was about the appearance of this new model of car. And it was something to the effect of, love at first sight is based on sight. Because we don't walk into a room and go, oh, look at the morals on that guy. And that's a funny little bit, but I, I think that's important because some of the most significant things about people are hard to pick up. We don't see them right away. People don't come with a little bubble above their head that says, I'm feeling this right now, or I'm going through this. And I think often... If we had a better sense of what other people were thinking, of especially what other people were feeling, we would have much more meaningful interactions and we would just treat each other better. Like as a human race, we would treat each other better. So we have to take the steps that we can to try to empathize. And a good practice is to try to read the room a little bit. And when I think of that, I think of actually my two brothers and me. Those of you who go to our school know my brother Logan. I'm the oldest. The middle brother, Logan, he's a stand-up comedian. And I have seen him have to read the room. And from my perspective, he's very good at it in his professional setting as a comedian. Because I've seen him throughout his career as a comedian perform at these small venues that aren't ideal for stand-up comedy. I've seen him perform on bigger stages. And a big part of the, the magic of what he does is his ability to read a room. And he has jokes and bits that he's crafted and stories that he's crafted to get the maximum impact. But I can also see him, because I've seen him do it enough, on the fly make little adjustments. Just with the timing of certain bits or how he interacts with the crowd. I remember seeing him years ago when he was still fairly early in his comedian career working at a venue that was not set up for stand-up comedy. And he realized in the moment, like, oh, this is not great. It was a, a big, I'll tell you what it was. It was at a Cattlemen's Association big banquet thing. And it was, it was nobody's fault. It just was not a great setup for stand-up comedy. It was brightly lit. It was tons and tons of people in this big fairgrounds building. People were eating. That was part, while they're doing it, eating, there was drinks and stuff in the back it was this 
It was not great for people sitting down focused on a comedian. And Logan realized that in the moment, and he, so he just started doing crowd work, like walking around with the microphone, and people were just zoned into it. So that's reading the room in a literal sense, is he has to get a feel for how is the crowd reacting to different things. And it's funny, the number of times I've seen him, and he could definitely explain it better, that like every crowd, sometimes two different shows on the same night will be a totally different vibe from the crowd. So he has to read off, read off that and feed off that energy and sort of alter what he's doing a little bit. That's really specifically reading the room. Then my youngest brother, Landon, who's a wildland firefighter and forester, I remember when he was really doing a lot of the national wildland fires, and he told me that he and his crew they would have a saying that was, keep your S-A up. Keep your S-A up. And S-A stood for situational awareness. So Landon, much more introverted than, say, my brother Logan, often a man of few words, but reading a room in a different way, in his sense, the room was often like they're out in a big forest fire. But the idea of situational awareness was, recognizing what's going on around us. Not getting tunnel vision so we can't see the big picture and what's happening. And that happens to so many of us so often. <laughs> we see it when people walking down the hallway and there'll be a student locked into your phone and we're going to do a little dance around you, see people walking down the street, get that tunnel vision but we do that in our lives all the time. We do it even when we're having one-on-one -on -one conversations. We maybe get tunnel vision with what we want to say, the point we want to make, and we're not picking up signals from that other person. So it's about keeping your essay up, keeping your situational awareness up. That's what that meant when they would say that. It's like, hey, be aware of what's going on here. For them, it was life or death situation. Somebody could get hurt if we're not paying attention to everything that's happening. I think that's a very important skill for life too. I think it's good to you walk into a room full of new people. I try to keep my situational awareness and keep track of where people are, where exits are, like those sorts of things. If someone acts like they're behaving erratically, I always try to keep those things in mind. And then I think of in the classroom, when I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, so much of it, I think, is reading the room. Whether I'm getting a message through to you, whether something is clicking that I'm trying to get across. Sometimes I maybe don't pick that up. And it's hard sometimes for teachers and coaches because... Like I said, we don't all come with signs that say, hey, here's what I've been going through. Maybe I've been going through a tough spot at home right now. So we have to look for little cues. And I try to pick those things up. If you come into my class and, hey, you're a little quieter than usual. Or you seem a little tired. Probably annoys some of you. Or I'll just ask, like, hey, like, what's going on? What's up? Because, like, those are things I'm trying to read, and those things do impact how we learn. 
And it's a good skill for everybody to have in any situation. So just take a little time to be like, okay, can I pick up what's going on with this person? And we have to look at those subtle clues. So that's the first thing we're going to do this week is I want you to think of some things that might clue you in to what a person's thinking or feeling. A lot of that is maybe body language. I try to think about that from the flip side sometimes. If there's maybe a day where I'm not feeling 100% engaged with what we're doing, I try to change it almost in reverse. Like I will change my body language to basically force my mind into believing like, oh no, hey, we are ready to go. We're into this. So we have to pick up body language from people. People's responses. I always think when people say, I'm fine. That's always a good indicator that they're not fine. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. People don't usually say, I'm fine if things are going well. Like, I'm fine, literally, technically, means like, everything is fine. Everything is okay. But if you say, I'm fine... That means things aren't real good, though. It's like those little things that you can pick up. Then I want you to also think about how we can validate other people's feelings. And validate doesn't even necessarily mean like agree or take on the burden of those feelings. Like we probably all know people. Sometimes it'll like set you up. You know what I mean? Somebody would be like, hey, how was your weekend? You'd be like, good, you're sort of just the obligatory back and forth. And they'll be like, it was okay, I guess. And then it's kind of like, ah, like, I see what you did there. You were setting me up so you could talk about whatever negative thing you had going on this weekend. Like you were just going through the, the song and dance. So now you can talk about that. So that doesn't mean that we have to like, always take on the burden of everyone else's emotional baggage. But it is important for us to be able to validate the feelings of others. I've had that so many times in class, in a sport, whatever, where I can tell something is not not going real well for you. So I want to ask about it. Then if you let me know, then a lot of times it's like, oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, that's a bummer. That's not good. Maybe here's an adjustment we can make. And then sometimes it's just, but now we have to get to work. Like, I recognize that. I'm, I'm sorry you're going through that. We have to get this thing done. And at least, hopefully, that's some validation. That like you're being seen, you're being heard that we're trying to empathize with each other and that we're being clear about where we still need to go from here. So practice that this week. Think about reading the room, how you can pick up cues from other people because that'll help you in every phase of your life. No matter what we decide to do with ourselves, we're always going to be interacting with people. And the better we can read people, the more effective we're going to be at whatever we're doing. Until next week. Much love. 